We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Roto-Grinders NBA Morning Grind. I'm Justin Carlucci here with Chris Kirkwood. What's up, Chris? Good to have you on board today. Hey, man. Uh, saw you come over to uh, RG. Uh, welcome. Uh, first off, uh, actually, you should be welcoming me because this is my first uh, Morning Grind show. But uh, happy to be doing it with you. I hope things are going well for you at uh, Roto-Grinders. Thanks, man. Definitely are. I got thrown right in here hands full with NBA. I love it. We just talked pre-show a little bit. It's just pure in- insanity with all the sports happening at the same time. It's, uh, it's a lot to handle. You know, if you're, if you're playing high stakes, you sometimes you just got to focus on one sport. And like, I haven't had time to play MLB in a couple of days. I've done a lot of NBA content and there's a ton of news in NBA. As we know, there's a lot of news for today's slate, which we'll get to in a little bit. But yeah, what about you? What have you been up to for RG? A lot of MLB things and, and a little bit of NBA here and there? Yeah, doing the uh, – had a Grinders Live show today, um, NBA, uh, you know, the, the expert rankings, the the tags, all that stuff. It's It takes time to do, you know, especially when you got all the, the sports going. We got NBA all day, um, trying to get rid of baseball. I'm trying to do my best to play it all. I'm definitely feeling a little bit overwhelmed. But uh, also I do an article on Friday for um, – Yahoo. I play a lot on Yahoo. If you don't know about me, it's kind of like my, my home court. People totally overlook that site, but that site is awesome. Um, so I write an article for Yahoo on uh, every Friday on rotor grinders, but uh, yeah, man, it is totally hard to stay focused on everything. I mean, you got one game you're trying to watch as well. You're trying to filter in news you're trying to check for MLB lineups you're getting your guys going down getting injured and it totally you get upset you're on tilt it's like there's so many different like emotions you know that that go you go through throughout the day in this with all these sports and you got golf right that's a big sport for you correct yeah I play a good amount of golf and I I took a liking to MMA over quarantine so yeah man I'm totally into MMA every Saturday it's just such a rush. Uh, I was talking to 
uh, beer maker on the last pod and I had a, I took down a, a, the $15 GPP. I split like three ways back in June and I had the nuts with like three fights left and that's, that's an eternity in MMA. So I, I said, I don't know yeah, how many beers I drank from like eight to midnight, but it was a lot. <laughs> But yeah, good stuff. Definitely check out Kirkwood's Yahoo stuff. And you're right. A lot of people overlook Yahoo kind of, you know, it's kind of an afterthought for most people, but you know, Yahoo's one of the original uh, fantasy sports hosts. Like they're on the Mount Rushmore of, you know, season long fantasy sports. So they, you know, they have quality stuff over there. Yeah. I do it weekly uh, every Friday, but like I play like that's I play, I'm in every contest every single day on Yahoo. So you can definitely find me in anything over there. Cool, cool. Good to know. Good to know. Definitely check that out. A lot of NBA action today. Some games still going on. A lot of ownership in the late Boston-Brooklyn game. So uh, it looks like a blowout right now. Celtics up by about 30. Uh, But a lot of action earlier. One of the popular games earlier today was the Grizzlies and the Jazz. The Jazz were in a big pace-up spot. A lot of of quality fantasy points to go around in that game. Uh, Rudy Gobert had a game. Donovan Mitchell was okay. Mike Conley went off. And on the flip side, Ja had a really good first quarter, ended up with like 44 total points uh, up at 8K. It is kind of doable. Uh, Dylan Brooks, I mentioned him quite a bit. Looks like he was on his way to to one of his, uh, you know, big volume games. He ended up with like 27 or 28. I think he got into some foul trouble. Um, but, yeah, Utah got the win there. And uh, what's your take yeah, on the Grizzlies? Yeah, that's a, there's a, there's a little – tip here for when you play the, when you're uh, people don't like to play players against the jazz, but you know, you have to on these uh, with these six games daily. Um, it's people that the guys that do well against them are the perimeter shooters. You know, they clog that paint. So anyone listening like Dylan Brooks was a phenomenal play today. He could have been much better play than he was. He was certainly on his way, but you want um, a guy who can, you know, get hot from the outside and potentially in the mid-range area too. you know, stay away from the, the bucket. So that fit his, his game perfectly today. So keep an eye on that going forward. Brandon Clark was a letdown. Tough matchup. Yeah, tough matchup. A lot of people thought maybe he'd just be thrusted into a bigger role, but uh, it's just a tougher matchup, especially – uh, you got Royce O'Neal playing some stretch four. Uh, things are kind of spread out over there too. Um, uh, Royce O'Neal had a, had a really nice game too. That guy's been playing some good basketball, and his tag has been uh, pretty affordable. One of the guys has done a really nice job of filling in for that Bogdanovich void for Utah. You know, moving forward, we'll, we'll see what happens with life after Jaron Jackson Jr. Just uh, sucks to see a, a young player of that caliber, and uh, he was really kind of off the leash, playing thirty plus minutes and. Uh, is a nice young talent, and uh, you know, we'll see how the Grizzlies kind of handle themselves moving forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's too bad. Uh, their best lineup was when he played the center position. That uh, they were able to stretch the floor because he can actually he can shoot the three really well. So um, you know, I, I was my best bet of the day was betting on the Jazz in this game. I think they're gonna you know they're gonna struggle from here on out without uh, Triple J. Yep, just touching on another game here. Nugget Spurs, a lot of points there. Uh, 132-126, Denver got the win. Michael Porter Jr. Can, just continues his explosion onto the scene. What are your thoughts on MPJ, Chris? There's two rules for the bubble, right? From now on, I'm just going to strictly play Michael Porter Jr. and play TJ Warren, and right? And it's, it's that easy. If you've done um, that, you've probably made a lot of money so far. <laughs> I, I have not done that. Um, I've played some of each. Um, 
anyways, uh, I mean, the kid's the real deal. He's a, he's a hell of a scorer. He's a terrible defender. Um, he was in the doghouse a lot for his defense and some bonehead decisions he makes at times. But, um, I mean, the, he can score. They play well with him. I've, you know, they seem to be playing well with him. And, uh, you know, he had a text exchange with, uh, with Malone about trust me. You know, he reached out to him and said, trust me. And uh, he said he was going to trust him. So, I mean, yeah, I expect him to continue doing uh, big things. Yeah, that I saw not, that. Not this big. Not this big, though. Right, right. But if he's in the mid-sixes kind of price tag range, he's definitely still in play. Well, you know, we'll, I'm curious to see what TJ Warren is. We'll get to that uh, coming up. I haven't played him yet. So I'm at the point where I might as well just continue the trend of not playing him and, and kind of just uh, seeing what happens. But, yeah, Michael, Michael Porter, huge game. Uh, you know, Jokic had 25 and 11 in that game. Monte Morris had 19 and four. Uh, nice scoring output there. Uh, and the Spurs, uh, Dejounte Murray let me down, man. They had two for eight from the floor. I had a really good team going. I could have pivoted right down to Mike Conley, and and I did not do that. That was just a mistake on my part. But uh, pretty rough game. Uh, good old Popovich pulled, uh, did a hockey hockey line change in the first quarter. Pulled all the starters after the first four and a half minutes and uh, they were kind of losing by 12 so right when that happened I'm like ah here we go one of, one of those Popovich games he loves that and uh, there's nothing worse when that happens you know and I mean the Spurs are tough the Spurs so their Spurs are playing these three guard rotations they're playing really fast they're also um they're lacking a lot on the defensive end so they're they're good good opponent to have in DFS it's just hard pinning down, you know, I guess the guy that's been most consistent is Keldon Johnson right now from like the value standpoint, but it's hard, like Derek White, DeJounte Murray, which one of these guys is going to, going to step up in which game. I mean, it's, it's like a coin flip. Yeah, for sure. And then got Lonnie Walker floating around in there too. So they got a lot of bodies that play the one, two or the three. And uh, sometimes you just really don't know exactly where the usage is going to go. Obviously, DeRozan will get his regardless. But in terms of, of figuring out Derek White and DeJounte Murray, sometimes it's it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. Another big game earlier uh, that was highly anticipated in terms of scoring was uh, Philly and the Wizards. By the way, Chris, I'm a disgruntled Sixers fan. So I, I'm pretty much like one of the only biased Sixers fans. If Man, if you heard Philly Sports Talk Radio on a daily basis, huh, I, I try not to listen to it. But uh, the Sixers you know, just let teams hang in there. They kind of don't have an identity right now. Ben Simmons got hurt. Um, Embiid continued his strong play. Uh, Tobias Harris was okay. He was one of my uh, favorite FanDuel kind of high floor plays. Wasn't the greatest. Didn't have the greatest game today. Uh, on the flip side, the Wizards are a team that's just kind of treating this as summer league. And a lot of moving parts there and a lot of different guys, young guys getting some action. Thomas Bryant continues to play well. Just your thoughts on the Wizards, Chris. I mean, you, you, the, the two Wizards that I'll just continuously be playing until their prices get out of whack are Thomas Bryant and Troy Brown Jr. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. is a guy that they talked up, you know, coming into the bubble. Um, he was a top draft pick, um, a first rounder. He, he's young he does have talent um they want him they've even talked about him you know facilitating the offense playing potentially some some point um so and he's a guy that can you know get there in a lot of different ways so uh it's all been about confidence with him and taking that step and and being more active on the offensive end and he's certainly done it um like jerome robinson today was kind of a fluke that went off like that's like 
So if there's going to be those, you know, because there's a bunch of young players here, but um, also a guy that will have big games is Rui Hachimura. Um, and I, man, Shabazz Napier has been bad so far, but he's going to come around and have a big game at some point and shock all of us, you know, when he's like low owned and he's going to be someone you want in GPP. So he's someone I'll be keeping an eye on, but man, it's going to be tough to plug him in right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was reading up on some Wizards notes and digging through some beat writers and press conferences. And Scott Brooks said the other day that he wants Troy Brown Jr. to play one full game at point guard before the bubble's over. Uh, he did a little ball handling today uh, against the Pacers a couple of days ago. He closed out the last six minutes of the game at point. So uh, he's a guy whose salary just keeps floating around the mid fives and uh, he kind of fills it up every once in a while. His per 36 numbers are pretty good. So uh, you know, I always favor the ball handler in the game, and uh, if if he can, if he can find uh, find a way to to kind of take over the reins at some point before the bubble's over, I think he's definitely interesting to keep an eye on. Yep, definitely. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's get to tomorrow. Uh, a lot of injury news. A lot of news we won't have. You know, we're recording the night before here, and uh, the games are all spread out, which throws another wrench in everything it's not like there's a couple games globbed together at 7 p.m a couple games at eight uh, we don't have that luxury uh there's a 130 game the kings and the pelicans but it looks like dk and FanDuel both excluded that from their main slate so uh it would be a fun game but uh, no dfs purpose other than showdown and we're not gonna cover that on here but we'll just talk about the main slate and uh, the first game on the card is uh miami at milwaukee Jimmy Butler already ruled out. Goran Dragic is questionable. What, you know, obviously there's a lot of Miami players that benefit. Uh, and on the flip side, do you think we might get some late news with maybe some Milwaukee guys not playing kind of their full allotment of minutes? Yeah, man. Um, I'm going to wait for some, some news reports to come in and see. But, you know, I'm just going to assume that Milwaukee plays it full, uh, full strength here. Um, because they let, you know, let everybody rest up in that last game. Um, even though they played Giannis, they didn't uh, play him in the second half. Uh, Miami is interesting uh, with uh, Jimmy Butler out again. I mean, man, that was the first, like, real real uh, scratch that I wasn't expecting um, the other day that really hit me that, you know, uh, Kelly Olynyk, uh, people were going to be on him anyway, and rightfully so. I mean, he had two solid games and seen decent minutes, but um, he got there because of that. So I think he's guys. Kelly Olynyk is going to be someone we're going to be going back to. That's going to benefit, but there's going to be other guys too as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's. I guess the big question is: Is do we play which? Who's the the main? I mean, or do we want to play Giannis? Do you think we can get away with playing Giannis? <sighs> you know, it, it might be funny to say, but depending on what kind of news we get, he might be a decent GPP option. Uh, we saw him at, I think, less than 10% against Brooklyn. Uh, obviously, it didn't work out for, for people who played him. He got sat. He was, you know, he sat after halftime. Uh, but, you know, there's, it's a slate where Luka, Porzingis is on the slate. You know, you got Jokic in Portland later. So I, I don't I don't know what kind of ownership we'll see on Giannis. I know you made a lot of good points. Miami's really interesting. Um, obviously, Andre Iguodala played 30 minutes last game. Uh, he is, what, 30, 3,100, I think, on DK. Uh, Tyler Hero, another young guy who uh, is scoring dependent, 
But you know, Gordon Drogic's questionable. If he's out, then obviously Hero gets a boost too. Kendrick Nunn, another scoring-dependent guy. But, man, he likes to get his shots up for sure. Now, he's 4,100. Um, and you got like Jay Crowder, who's under 45. Kelly Olynyk still under 5K. So it might be one of those slates where you're uh, trying to pick your pick your pick your battles here and, and get the right Miami value pieces, and even against a team like Milwaukee, who you know people think Milwaukee good defense, they do play sound defense, but they play they do play at the highest pace in the league. Um, yeah, they do. Um, and uh, so basically, the fastest in the league, but they also have the best defense in the league. Um, the Heat play at a much slower pace, although they're playing a little bit faster here in the bubble. Um, two decent defensive teams. I mean, the Bucks are elite, obviously. The Heat are still a pretty good defensive team. Um, if I'm looking to where to, where can I exploit something, you know, um, both of these teams really struggle at defending the three-point line. Um, the Heat are 26 in opponent-made threes per game. The Bucks are 30th in opponent-made threes. That's how teams hang with the Bucks. Your people are going to get shots from the outside. They're not going to be successful um, clogging the paint in there with Lopez and uh, um, Giannis holding everything down. So it's, it's got, it's like kind of like one of those Utah jazz situations. You've got to find people who can shoot from the perimeter. And, uh, so the, a guy like Duncan Robinson, um, is somebody that, you know, fits, fits the bill. Um, Tyler hero for sure can, can be that guy as well. Jay Crowder could be that guy and Kelly Olenek. So I think there's going to be a lot of value. Um, especially if, uh, if, um, Drogic, you said Drogic was questionable. Yep. And uh, with Jimmy Butler, I mean, there's going to be a. This is the. This is the team. It's. It's a tough matchup, but this is the team where there's going to be a lot of value. And it just on pricing. I mean, all these guys are reasonably priced. Forty eight hundred for Kelly O, um, who's. You know, been playing decent minutes, over thirty minutes in each of his last two games. You know, we just saw what we're in a tough matchup with Boston. Forty one uh, fantasy points took uh, 11 shots, seven threes. This is a guy who will shoot from three, and that's what we're looking for. So um, he's only 4,800. You have to like that. Uh, Jay Crowder, 4,400. Tyler Hero, 3,600. So this is this is going to be where I'm looking for value. Yeah, for sure. And, and you made a really good point about uh, both teams kind of struggle to defend the three. Uh, that kind of screams Tyler Hero. I'm just peeping on FanDuel salaries real quick, too. Uh, he's 3,900 on FanDuel. Jay Crowder's 4K flat, Duncan Robinson 4,300, Kendrick Nunn 4,500. So uh, we know FanDuel has kind of has softer pricing right now, and you have quite you have tons of options here uh, with the Miami value already. You can go into constructing your lineup over lunchtime, knowing where you can look for, for some decent value, and uh, one or two or maybe three, uh, but definitely one or two of these guys will most likely uh, crush it for you. Yep. Um... Uh, definitely. And so I guess what are we going to do with Milwaukee? I mean, it makes sense to run it with Giannis. Um, is there anyone else, any other of these guys that you're interested in? I mean, if Giannis gets the minutes, he's the best in the game. Is someone competitive, he's the best stud on the slate always. Like, it's it's that simple. It's just – yeah, yeah, and we've seen him go off countless times in under 30 minutes. The guy's one of the few people that can uh, throw up a 60 bomb in 25 minutes. And, you know, in theory, if you're going to run more value on the heat side, then you're going to want to run it back with someone uh, unless we see you know, some other news 
uh, from some beat writers or we get some intel that you know they might be watching Milwaukee's minutes. Uh, you know, Miami's still pretty gritty without Jimmy Butler. So I'm not completely convinced that uh, they're going to you know pull off what they did last time and kind of bench Giannis uh, in the third quarter. But I also don't think he'll be my first stud that, that I want to throw in just, uh, you know, with like with the level of play that Luke is on. And I guess it depends what site we're on and, and in terms of roster construction, um, you know, small forward is, uh, is interesting, you know, cause you got Giannis, you got TJ Warren and FanDuel who's up to 8,800 by the way. Uh, and you got guys like Kawhi right there too. So, you know, you'll have your options. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, Giannis, highest upset on the slate probably under normal circumstances. I, I think I just need to personally take a wait and see and see if there's any more news in the morning. And yeah, uh, well, I mean, the, the, the big news that we're going to have to wait and see is if Westbrook is going to be out because then you get a James Harden for even cheaper with no Russell Westbrook. No, I think that's exactly right. And unfortunately that game is all the way at nine o'clock. So that that's going to be a tough one. Uh, right now, it's kind of impossible to uh, to kind of to kind of gauge what's going to happen. Uh, we'll get to that game uh, in a little bit here. Um, let's let's move on here to uh, Indy and Phoenix. I uh, you know we just talked about DeAndre Ayton before the show a little bit. Uh, Phoenix playing some good basketball in the bubble, man. Um, the Pacers kind of gritting some games out themselves. A team that doesn't have Jeremy Lamb, obviously, doesn't have Sabonis. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is questionable tomorrow. It uh, looks like Victor Oladipo, as of right now, uh, there's no indication that he won't play. So it looks like Oladipo will be in there. Uh, and, of course, you got TJ Warren, who's up to 88 on FanDuel. And on DK, what do we got him at on DK? Uh, 8,400. So right from the get-go, what, what's your take on Warren, Chris? I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of TJ Warren. I always have been. Is he running hot? He's absolutely running hot. Um, he, but he's, he's playing well. And so there's, he's also had uh, a good, good situation going on with like Oladipo not being the same, you know, kind of a shell of himself. Um, Malcolm Brogdon has been banged up. Um, so there's just been a lot of opportunity. And so he's, uh, stepped up. So you have to commend him. Um, now he was 20 from 29 from the field, uh, when three games ago against Philly, 14 of 26, 13 of 17. So, I mean, he's, he's shooting extremely, extremely well, and that's going to regress. So can we expect 69, 70 fantasy points? No way. Um, 8,400 is ridiculous now, but I mean, it's, it's hard to say that he hasn't at least earned it, but um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be taking a back seat to uh, TJ Warren tomorrow. Today, had- right? When people are listening. <laughs> to add a little more uh, fuel to the to the TJ Warren show, a little bit of revenge game narrative too. Well, you know, some people are like, "Oh, TJ Warren revenge game," and I'm not gonna lie, I take a little bit of revenge game into consideration. There's always a little something extra there, but 88 on FanDuel for me, I haven't played TJ Warren yet. I guess I'd be silly to hop on the hop on the train when it's too late. I feel like I'm chasing tomorrow. I mean, the revenge game was—he's already been to Phoenix. I know, I was kind of joking, um, but... Yeah, I, no, I, I, I put stock in the revenge games in, in NBA. Revenge, revenge is real. People want to show out against their former team. I mean, that's just natural. Um, so, you, you know, and NBA is the one sport where they can control what they do. They can control how many shots they get. They can control how aggressive they are. So I, I do put stock into that. 
Um, but I won't be tomorrow. Good point. I, I think I'm with you. I agree with you on TJ Warren. I, you know, I do think it's a decent spot for, for some fantasy points, but uh, I'm not going to be looking at Warren. Obviously, the Malcolm Brogdon news will be critical. Aaron Holiday has been getting a lot of run in the bubble. You know, he'll probably be a, a pretty chalky piece on DK over there. If we get some news on Malcolm Brogdon, 4,800 he is. Uh, he's played over. He's played at least 34 minutes in every game in the bubble. Uh, Double-digit shot attempts, you know, kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, and, you know, Victor Oladipo, obviously, you know, he'll be in play too. Uh, 5,500 on DK against Phoenix. Uh, I don't mind that at all. I, you know, I'm assuming maybe they'll, they'll probably – well, last game he was he was it said that he'd play between twenty eight and thirty two and he played twenty seven. I mean, if you get thirty minutes out of Oladipo at fifty five hundred and without Brogdon, I think he has some nice upside there as well. Yeah, it's getting tempting with his price um, and on this slate. So uh, I he's not the same player. This is not the same Oladipo that we we've, we've known. Um, he's still working his way back, but uh, I'm tempted at that price. Right, right. Nah, exactly. I mean, if you said he'd go for six, seven times value at that price, I, I wouldn't exactly expect it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be totally shocked. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I know uh, we talked about DeAndre Ayton a little bit. Um, you know, kind of burned a lot of people. Well, not exactly burned. He, what, at 34 DKP, but he had like 29 in the first half against the Clippers. Uh, and he got Ayton against uh, a Miles Turner Pacers team who can be exploited on the glass. And Wow, he's actually down to seventy two hundred. So that's to me that that's intriguing on just kind of a first glance. Um, yeah, um, I mean he he burned me hard the other day, but uh, this is certainly uh, he he can he can hold his own against uh, Miles Turner in this one and you know get a bunch of shots up in this one. So uh, the Suns are playing quicker um, and. Uh, this isn't isn't the greatest matchup, but it's not a bad matchup. So it's someone it's someone I've definitely got my eye on. The price is right. He had so much room and opportunity. I mean, he basically did nothing in the entire second half in the in the last game the other day. And you know, he was sitting at like thirty one fantasy points at the half. So there there's immense upside with him. Um but you know, you know, you never know. Pat Beverly, uh, I believe, is out. Uh, you know, obviously, Reggie Jackson was one of the big pieces they acquired. He had some nice games in the bubble. Uh, DraftKings' price is getting up there, 5800 For me, that's that's probably a pass, especially Lou Williams is back from Magic City in Chicken Wings. He had a quarantine for 10 days. He played 21 minutes in his first appearance against the Clippers. Uh, and, you know, I'm, he might still be relatively restricted, Lou Williams, that is, uh, but he's 5K. And if, I mean, if there's any news of, of him getting cut loose, so I'll definitely look into Lou Will, but I would assume he'll probably probably play 25 minutes or less. Uh, Montrez Harrell's still out over there. Uh, so Clippers, I guess, you know, Reggie Jackson, 5,800. Obviously, you got the two studs and Kawhi, who's 87 on DK, and Paul George, 78. No, still under 8K. Uh, you like either of those studs tomorrow, Kirkwood? Um, yeah, I mean, I like Paul. 7,800 for Paul George. Sign me up. Sign me up. Why is he not over 8K? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the minute, and they're, they're playing, he's playing big minutes in the bubble. 
uh, got 36 minutes in the last one, you know, has, you know, took a little step back in usage, but 27% usage is still good. He was, wasn't shooting. He was shooting pretty poorly. He was one for seven from three, six from 17 overall, but, um, and didn't really get any of his steals or, or blocks that he typically gets, but still, you know, 38 fantasy points, um, definitely room to grow on top of that and his price. So take advantage of this price and, um, you know, especially with the Mavs, the Mavs have been playing a lot faster in the bubble. Um, and we know the Clippers play fast, they're eighth in pace on the season, um, coming into the bubble and, uh, the Mavs defense, you know, we've, we, is been nothing really that impressive. Um, we've seen massive scoring output in games from the Mavs so far in the bubble. This game has a pretty monster total, um, should be competitive. Uh, both of these teams seem like they're, they're just, they're just, you know, playing their guys, trying to get into form for the, for the the playoffs here and so uh paul george is my guy 7800 i mean on dk how, how can you yeah it's a head scratcher for me too and, and now the one guy they priced well um on dk for, is reggie jackson 5800 because i was like the first thought when Beverly, beverly's out i was like oh sweet reggie jackson is going to be like 4500 but uh he's 5800 on uh, draft games yeah, no, that 58 is probably, for me, probably a pass on Reggie. I know a couple games ago he had like 30 fantasy points in the first half, but I, I'm i I'm kind of labeling that an outlier. Uh, it's just a, That's just a steep price. Uh, Paul George under 8K for me is usually a smash button. You know, we'll see what, what the roster construction looks like as more news breaks, but he's hard to pass up, uh, especially in a game where Dallas doesn't play any defense, not at all. Um, you know, nobody is, I guess, right now. But under 8K, I, I'm just kind of mind blown. I, he'll, he'll probably he'll be pretty chalky, I'm sure. So, uh, for DFS purposes, I, I think there's a really interesting game. Seth Curry is doubtful, um, so you know you might have some people heading back to Tim Hardaway Jr. But I, I talked about it on the pod the other day. It's it's tough to play a guard on Dallas, uh, you know, especially in a close game. Luca just turns into that point, Luca, and just kind of weaves around the pick and roll till the shot clock winds down every possession. And uh, his usage is so high, especially in the fourth quarter, you're kind of just begging for begging for like corner spot up threes in the fourth quarter. If you play like Hardaway or DeLon Wright or or somebody like that. And uh, the Dallas guards, uh, those value guys are typically hard to figure out. Do you have any input? Do you have have a a favorite, you know, JJ Beret is is, is not a thing anymore. Kind of wish he was. I missed the Beret days a couple of years ago, but What's your input on kind of that glob of, of Dallas guards that usually fill in? Man, I, I'm, I'm all set with them now. Now, after what happened to me with uh, DeLon Wright the other day. Um, I think, I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. is struggling right now um, with his shot, right? And he's just, you know, one for 12, two games ago. He was six for 14 last game, but uh, three for nine from three. I guess the, the good thing is, is that he's still chucking. But um, this is a tough matchup for him there's a there's really good wing defenders with uh pg especially when they share the court together um that should be able to hold down tim hardaway jr obviously they're gonna have their hands full with luke luca um who's just the absolute goat he is the man um man he's 11-3 on DraftKings. um but uh yeah trey burke no thank you i mean I, it's, I would, I guess if I had to pick one, 
just because of the the way the rotation was and the minutes that he got, it would be Trey Burke on DraftKings at 3,400, just because he got 24 minutes and he seems to be in favor over DeLon Wright, but that can change at any any moment. Yeah, obviously, Burke, we know what the upside is. Uh, Super volatile. The other day, he carried like 20% ownership, kind of burned everyone, so... Uh, you might get a might get a nice uh, percentage on him tomorrow if, if that's the route you decide to go down. I know you mentioned Luca, you know eleven three, uh, and so many things can happen with player news until we actually submit our lineups. Uh, you got to make a decision with Giannis. Maybe we'll hear an update on him. Uh, you know, Russell Westbrook's questionable as the late game. Obviously Westbrook's out. Everybody runs the Harden. So I mean, I think a lot of news will dictate what kind of ownership we see on, on Doncic. Obviously, you got two of the best wing defenders in the game, like you mentioned, Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard on the other side of the ball. But does Doncic have a kryptonite? Can he be slowed down? His game is just so unique. That Man, he's unbelievable. What are your he thoughts can, on Luka? But, but paying 11-3 is going to be pretty tough on this slate um, with against in this matchup with the potential for a James Harden. Uh, at cheaper without Russell Westbrook but you know I can see it for GPPs Um, he did do drop 67 fantasy points on them one time already this season earlier but that was when uh, Paul George wasn't wasn't quite the same Um, the interesting play for me on the Mavs uh, is Kristaps Porzingis Um, 80 took a little bit of a price uh, decrease on DraftKings down to 8,500 this is a this is a good matchup for him. You know, it doesn't matter which one of these guys, Zubak is going to be on him. He's going to be able to, to get free and from the three out in the three point line and get, get shots up, you know, while they're concentrating and collapsing the defense on Luca. Um, it's going to free up Porzingis. Also, there's plenty of blocks and steals that the, the Clippers allow to opponent, opponent opposing big men. So, He's a guy that I think will be pretty sneaky on this slate, to be honest with you. No, I like it. You know, 27 minutes last game, 0 for 7 from 3, fouled out. Uh, he's allowed to have a bad game once in a while. Great matchup. You know, Zubak, man, uh, uh, he, he is no match for Porzingis. And what are you going to do, bring in Jermichael Green to, to try to play some stretch five uh, without Harold there? Harold's a big hit to that, uh, to that interior defense. And uh, the Clippers are actually kind of, I think, in the if, I, if I'm right, you're like at the bottom third in the league in defending the pick and roll. And, yeah, he, he, Porzingis is going to have a lot of good looks, man. I, I like that call tomorrow. Yep. Um, I uh, probably won't be going back to uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, although I don't mind it. Um, if you need it, but you're not going to, I feel like I caught, I caught his good game in the last one. Yeah. He, he's a guy that uh, plays a lot of minutes typically. And uh, just the point per minute is he's volatile, but for GPPs, man, he's a guy, he's the first or last guy. He'll, he'll either take it down with you or, you know, you'll be looking at a snowflake for the rest of the game kind of thing. But uh, yeah, he's under 5k on DK. And looking at pricing, uh, Reggie Jackson on FanDuel has got to be in play for both cash and GDP at 4K. Big difference there in sites. Wow. Wow. What do we got Porzingis on FanDuel? Let me bring it up here. Just out of curiosity. Porzingis, 86 on FanDuel. Not bad. Not bad. Take him over on uh, – take him over on uh, – well, you actually you get the block and steal outside. Uh, upside on FanDuel, but you get the three-point bonus. I think he's gonna let it let it go, let it fly from downtown in this one. I like the call. I think he's 
priced just a little bit better on DraftKings. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, random question for you, Chris, changing gears. You play any best ball for fantasy football? Uh, I do not, but I, I, I will be uh, potentially with that, the new uh, site that just uh, launched. Yeah. Underdog fantasy got it too as well. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Underdog fantasy is some of the best minds uh, that created the draft app, which is a, a huge hit the last uh, was a year or two and nothing better than kind of throwing some best ball teams in, got some time to kill, you know, it's a, Kind of set it and forget it. They have a huge uh, $200,000 to the winner tournament. It's a $1 million prize pool, $25 entry kind of contest over there. So uh, that thing's filling up. It seems like a lot of fun. And, you know, obviously the, thing, the big thing about best ball is you don't have to make any changes throughout the season. Uh, set it and forget it. There's an app for iPhone and for Android. So pretty easy to use. And uh, I think maybe even when we get off the show here, I might uh, fire a lineup in. It's been a while. Haven't haven't done a lot of football drafts with, you know, everybody opting out and stuff like that. It's just going to be a weird season. But underdog fantasy sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it definitely sounds cool. It's on my list of to-do, my big list of to-do that I just can't get any time to do anything with uh, all these sports going on. But uh, I'll get in there soon, jump, jump in the water. For sure. I mean, hey, it's – it's almost the middle of August already. Uh, it's just, you know, we have a million things going on at Roto Grinders. We have content for everything. We have the best analysts in the industry. You can take that to the bank. Best tools. Love our optimizer. Ownership projections are critical in every sport you play. Uh, you know, got to figure out where to get your leverage. Got leverage. Got to figure out who's going to be chalk. Uh, and, and you know, our team does a great job of, of getting that stuff up. Moving on here. This is like the most complicated five-game slate I think I've ever looked at with all this pending injury news. Uh, a team that has been without some guys for the entire duration of the bubble, uh, and they're playing on a back-to-back is Denver, and we talked about Michael Porter Jr., uh, and they'll be taking on Portland. Uh, Portland coming off uh, you know, the uh, heavyweight fight with Houston the other night. So uh, Portland and Denver – uh, and we'll see Michael Porter Jr. And let me bring up his FanDuel salary here. 5500 on FanDuel is a travesty. Wow. Michael yeah, Porter you just got you just got to play him. Got to hit the lock button, right? Uh, I mean, there, he's definitely room to fail. I mean, I would probably be more inclined to hit the lock button than not. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's just a mispricing. Yeah, over on DK, what is he, 6,400, so he's 900 more on DK. I played him today at 65. He carried almost 30% ownership, so I would imagine he would be at least that after, you know, the the stellar game he had again today. Um, I don't know what him and Mike Malone exactly talked about, but, man, it, it sure as hell looked like it worked. Um, yeah, I mean, he's grading out as a really strong player for me on both sites, and um, you know, just Portland in general is just horrendous on the defensive end. They got worse in the bubble um, and uh, 27th in defensive rating. Um, they also give up a lot of threes, 27th and opponent made threes per game on the season. Uh, you know, just thinking that he may match up with Melo too at points in this game is just, this is just going to be another good game for Michael Porter Jr., yeah, Chris, and if he doesn't match up with Melo, he's going to get some Zach Collins, who he looks like I taught him how to play defense. That guy just cannot stay on the court. So I can see some easy buckets and some trips to the line in, in MPJ's future. He, 
you know, I don't, I don't hit the lock button often, but he's a, he's tough to, to get away from, for me. I'll definitely consider him strongly, especially on FanDuel. That's, that's a joke at 5.5, but you know, should be a lot of points in that game. You know, use of Nurkic, the way he has just come back and has been a, a force and, and that team and what he brings to the table. What are your thoughts on Nurk? I mean, he's a really skilled offensive big and, um, you know, he fits this system very well. You know, he's not the best defender, but he's actually improved a lot in that area. But, um, I mean, he just looks really good, ready to go um, in this bubble. He's all systems go because they're playing him over 30 minutes, you know, right from the get-go, and then they're not stopping there. He's got a high, you know, 33% usage against the Celtics in a tough matchup. I mean, he's just he's just crushing in each matchup that you feed him. Um, and now you get that you you said it a uh, little bit of a, a revenge revenge spot here against his uh, former team where he uh, has has definitely gotten into it before with uh, with Jokic. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people probably don't recall when uh, when Nurk was on Denver for a brief period of time, um, but they realized they had a, a star in the making in Jokic as well. But man, he he's played some elite basketball. Uh, you know, I was I was kind of curious what how the PJ Tucker Nurkic matchup would work out, and uh, man, Nurk just bodied him, put him in a body bag, whole game, just did whatever he wanted. He was just a man out there, and you know what Houston does with with the with the small ball. I mean, really small balls, either PJ or Jeff Green at the five is, uh, but you know that that an offense that floor is always spaced. And like D'Antoni and, and the crew probably thought, when well, we can't stop anyone, we might as well just try to score as many points as we can, and and spread it out. Uh, so Clint Capella got traded a couple months ago. He's on Atlanta now. So uh, you know, we can talk about PJ Tucker in the Lakers game later, but yeah, this, this Denver Portland game, you know, obviously you know, we know where the usage is coming on the Portland side of the ball. Uh, Jamal Murray, how's his status for tomorrow? I, I think he is still questionable. Still questionable. Um, you know, obviously it opens up some things and the value, the value is tough there. You know, Monte Morris had a good game today. Uh, 18 points is kind of a lot for him. You know, he's more of a distributor, but he looked good today. Um, and he's one of the guys you obviously think of uh, when you when you think of a no Jamal Murray. He's under 5K. He's 4,700. Portland's not very good defensively. We, we know that. Obviously, Nurkic helps him out a bit. Uh, but, you know, Dame Dalla on defense isn't, isn't anything to write home about. So, I think you'd consider Morris at, at 4,700. Yeah, um, you know, he's just going to be a, one of those semi-value plays where, you know, he's just going to be facilitating the offense. He, you know, had played 35 minutes today. It just comes down to minutes with him. I mean, he's he's playing pretty well in the bubble, too. He's looked pretty good, um, and he's uh, giving them a little bit more pace um, to the to the team. So uh, I, do, I do like him. Um, I like the matchup. I think he'll be fine. I don't think he's going to break the slate for you by any means, but uh, I think he's he'll be he'll be just fine for you from a fantasy perspective. Um, other than that, I'm just trying to see. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. Monte. I mean, Yoke. You have to like Jokic. Yeah, I for mean, sure. I mean, and I, I think Porter Jr. is is actually helping Jokic. You know, right now, space the floor a little. Jokic is one of the most underrated passers in the league. Uh, he's—I don't know—I—I I don't even know off the top of my head. He's probably top twenty in the league 
uh, in assists. I know last year he was actually pretty high up there. Um, I mean, he averages seven dimes again. We're talking about seven footer here, seven dimes a game. Um, and, uh, you know, Michael Porter Jr. has actually been cutting to the hoop a little bit more and uh, using his off the ball, using his size to his advantage, kind of similar to, uh, to what I wish Ben Simmons would do a little bit more. Because once Michael Porter Jr. is a big kid, once he gets down low, I mean, he, he's a matchup nightmare because not only can he do that off the ball, but, you know, we see what he can do with the ball in his hands. And, you know, he's quick. He's, you know, it's what, 6'10", 6'9", 6'10", quick kid. So uh, I think I think both of them kind of correlate pretty well. And should be a fun game tomorrow for sure. Yep. Um, so the plays for me, like I said, that's those are going to be the three guys that I'm going to be playing. Um, you know, maybe you can – play a little bit of Mason Plumley um, as a really dart throw punt, uh, punt because of the, the back-to-back, you know, maybe he gets a, a few more minutes in this one. And because of the, the bigs that uh, the, the Blazers have. So I, I could see him getting some extra run in this one. Um, that would be a potential value, but uh, those are the guys. Yeah. And, and now let's move on to the fun one, uh, Houston and LA, the nightcap. We're not exactly sure what we're going to get here. Uh, we know that Russell Westbrook is questionable with, uh, with an apparent quad injury. Uh, he did finish the game yesterday. Yeah, I didn't see any problems. Uh, who knows what happened since then? Uh, I know he fell once really hard, but uh, that was in the third quarter, I think. And he, you know, he finished the game, played hard. I would think he plays. Uh, that's just my opinion as of right now it, uh, almost midnight on the East Coast on Wednesday night, but you know, a lot could change. But obviously, you know, it goes without saying if, if Westbrook plays – or sorry, if Westbrook sits out, you know, we all know who the highest ceiling on the slate belongs to. Yeah, highest floor too. Um, it's uh would be uh, Mr. James Harden. But, uh, yeah, I, I have the, the same thoughts as you do. I mean, Russell Westbrook's a warrior. He's going to go if he can go. It's a right quad contusion. Um, which is a bruised quad. Um, D'Antoni said he would, you know, may hold him out just to be cautious, but uh, may, you know, D'Antoni never wants to hold anybody out. So um, I'm assuming Russell Westbrook probably gives it a go, but if he doesn't, like you said, it's just, then it's just hard. It's just Harden becomes the best play on the slate. And it's just, you have to decide from an ownership perspective, whether you want to try to beat him in GPPs or not. And and we might have to wait a while to to know this news for sure. Uh, nothing surprises me in 2020 at this point. And the thing about Houston is, you know, Westbrook sits. Obviously, there'll be some guys that'll pick up more run. Um, Austin Rivers, uh, I'm thinking. You know, Jeff Green's been playing a lot as it is, but there's nobody else on this team that's that's an above average shot creator. So. In terms, of, I don't. I don't think much else will change. I don't have court IQ pulled up. I don't feel like pick. I don't feel like pulling up. I have five million tabs opened up with daily fantasy things right now. But it's just a team of catch and shoot guys, and and it, half the time with these guys hitting value on this team, just uh, it's a matter of how good is is the penetration Westbrook and Harden getting, and it's a matter of hitting your shots. I mean, Jeff Green went off the other night, but he was just hitting his shots just hitting the, the, the corner threes. And, and we know PJ Tucker lives there. That's his home, the corner three. So uh, it's tough, man. But obviously, you know, if, if, if Russell Westbrook sits, you know, you'll see more Austin Rivers, Eric Gordon is still out. So it's tough, man. I, I guess, what are your thoughts on, on the cheap pieces and their prices are typically kind of the same. Uh, 
uh, throughout the season. Obviously, Rocco, late addition to the Rockets, he's 6,500. Yeah, um, this is one thing to keep in mind, too, that this is a key, you know, TNT game, you know, so this is a kind of a big game from the, the network standpoint. So these guys are going to be out there playing. It's, you know, the, the Rockets, Lakers. So obviously, I mean, Harden's a great play anyway. So let's just, like, don't, wow, he's so, he's cheap on DK, too. He's 10.7, 10, 10.7. And uh, so you you can feel confident having him, then just get a big bonus if uh, Westbrook does get, get ruled out. But uh, Austin Rivers, like you said, would be a guy at min price that I'm looking towards for play would be for playmaking. Ben McLemore is a guy that, you know, I would, I would go to um, in 25 minutes in the last game against Portland. He's, you know, trying to help out uh, with uh, Eric Gordon not being there. Um, the opportunity is certainly there for him. It's a guy who can get hot from the outside. He can, he can absolutely, you know, have a horrible game. Um, he's done that many a times, but uh, certainly someone that's capable of getting hot and lighting up um, and uh, potentially even shipping you a GPP. Um, and then Daniel House is just a consistent three-point. I mean, he's going to be getting those shots regardless, um, Westbrook there or, or not. So he's probably the safest of all of them at 4,900. But if you're looking for upside um, from cheap punts, especially with Westbrook out, it would be uh, Westbrook or McLemore. And in terms of of a need, uh, Port. This is a big game for Portland. Uh, obviously, there's crazy new rules and standings and things like that. But Portland's currently the nine, and on the outside looking in, um, right there with you know, a game back in the loss column of Memphis. Pretty much everybody in the West is still alive, uh, which is crazy. Other other than uh, the teams that aren't in the bubble. Um, over over on the East, uh, things are kind of more. Uh, laid out here it looks like it's um gonna be Orlando most likely in, at the eight seed but Port- this is a huge game for Portland you know the Grizzlies lost every game they played so far lost Jared Jackson they're really struggling how big would a win for Portland be and obviously I mean you know Dame plays hard all the time but there, there's definitely probably more a little bit of sense of urgency on the Blazers side of the ball oh for sure um and I mean they're looking like they're going to be the team to slide in there now so but uh, it is a huge game, like you said. You know, eventually Dame is going to start taking over. I think he's been, you know, he's he's had some decent games, but we're we haven't seen that like absolutely bananas um, Lillard spot yet. And you know, he's you know he's been kind of slow to start that Rockets game. He was slow and then and then turned it on late. But we're eventually going to get that game where he's just, you know full throttle right from the get-go and lights it up. And uh, this is a big game from, like you said. So um, I think he's, you know, he's someone that people are going to kind of shy away from because of the high price. Like you, people are, would much rather pay 9,500 for Jokic, I would imagine. Um, you know, there's Harden's just a little bit more than him at 10-6 and Lillard's 9-7. Um, I, th- I think he's going to get uh, very little ownership, especially with the matchup. And uh I mean, a big, a monster game is coming. I'm, just, I'm telling you, I'm feeling it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, some things, you know, NBA is so fragile. The littlest things can make the biggest difference. Obviously, needing a win is a little more than a little, but 
Um, it's nothing that analytics is going to help you out with. Uh, it's nothing that crunching numbers is get, is going to kind of kind of give you uh, lean you one way towards one guy or not. Sorry, I jumped around a little bit there. Portland's playing Denver, but we were talking about Houston, who just played Portland the other night, and it just kind of occurred to me every game is is massive for Portland. Um, yep. But obviously, you know, Houston taking on the Lakers. Who, which is not a big game for the Lakers because they already clinched the number one seed. They just got a big old L against Oklahoma City, and they just kind of seemed uninterested. It was not a game in the second half. And, of course, this is 9 o'clock, and you know, we know the upside that a guy like Anthony Davis has. We've seen it the other night. And LeBron really hasn't had that game yet in the bubble. But I also don't think he's really put the pedal to the metal in the bubble. But that just throws another one more wrench into it. It's a back-to-back for the Lakers. Obviously, there's no news, and Vogel says they're using things as a tune-up and to develop some chemistry, but they don't they don't need the game at all. So, yeah, they'll play, but are they going to play 36, 37, maybe 35 minutes? I don't know. I, I wouldn't be shocked. We saw Dwight Howard got the night off last night. I, I wouldn't shock to, if a couple of veterans sat, but uh, – like you said, late night game, late night hammer, you know, TV game. I, I could be wrong, but it, it's possible. No, oh, it's going to happen at some point. Um, Vogel said it shouldn't. You know, he said that you're going to be playing, but like, you know, it wouldn't shock me either. But I think that this game, you know, since it's Houston, the Lakers, I think uh, it's kind of the marquee game. I think they'll be they'll be out there playing. Is my gut. Yep, absolutely. Just uh, a ton of injuries to monitor. You know, make sure you uh, follow the Road to Grinders NBA News Twitter. Uh, we update that thing uh, as much as possible, and there will definitely be some more news uh, coming. Um, any other thoughts on the slate in general? Anything you want to backtrack to? Any other notes you have, or um, you know, any, any any surprises really? No, just I mean, if I'm going down, you know, with some conviction plays like. If Russell, you know, if people are, I think Russell Westbrook's going to play. So I'm definitely, I think it's a good idea to have some lineups, spaces for him. Um, at, he's 9K. It's completely reasonable on DraftKings. Um, I think that's good. Michael Porter Jr. is a guy that I I, I think we, we got to go back to. It feels like kind of like a fish, you know, keep playing the same guy. But uh, I think he's in play for sure. Kelly Olynyk. Um, with Jimmy Butler out is going to be a good source of value. A lot of value on the heat there. Um, we've met, listed a lot of the, the, the guys like Duncan Robinson. Um, you want guys that can hit the three against Milwaukee. Um, maybe a DeAndre Ayton bounce back game. Um, and then uh, we've, we've hit kind of hit on the other guys. Paul George is just underpriced. Um, Jokic, you have to like. Uh I don't know who else I'm missing, but that's that's kind of my thoughts of the slate as of right now. No, yeah, you pretty much nailed it, man, for sure. Um, so we do we do this thing. We, me and Will just kind of did it on accident, and uh, our Discord family liked it, and people were talking about. It. We were talking about like our favorite wings the other night, like hot wings. I think we we're talking about Lou Williams going to the strip club to get wings or whatever. And then uh, the last couple of shows at the end, we just kind of kept at, you know, I asked Beer what his favorite specialty pizza was. And we're just uh, at the end to kind of be a little funny here, maybe. So I got to ask you, you go to a ball game, you go to a baseball game, you know, you're from Boston. I'm sure you've been to Fenway, et cetera. 
what, what do you get, man? You get a beer and a hot dog? What's your go-to kind of grub and, and drink when you go to a baseball game up there? I'm not a hot dog guy. Uh, hot dogs kind of gross me out. Um, I, as boring as it is, so Boston has like, Fenway has, uh, it's not the greatest for food. Um, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's still the, the old school park. So it's like tough. It's, uh, it's just, it's, you're stepping back in time there and the food options are kind of limited. There's a great uh, Cuban sandwich outside that Man. I get a lot. Um, but uh, other than that, I'm a, I'm, I'm just a beer and a pretzel guy. Dude, a good pretzel, a good beer, get some cheese to dip that bad boy in. The pretzel's underrated, man. It's just so easy, you know? You're not going to spill anything. You grab it. It's easy. It's it's just easy at a ball game. Um, but, I mean, I'll talk pizza with you all day if you want. All right, let, let's have it. We got a couple minutes. What's what's your pizza take up there? What What's good up in Boston? I, I see all these pizza reviews on Barstool, et cetera, but I think you got the real intel for me. Santarpio's is the spot. I live right around the corner from it or kind of just a few blocks away from it. Um, it's the best pizza in Boston. I think I'm pretty sure that uh, Barstool probably talks about it. Um, that's my spot. I go with uh, pepperoni mushroom or sausage mushroom um, or uh, sausage garlic hots. I mean, there's a lot of pizzas that I eat, but. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's I the spot. If you're in Boston, check that out. All right, we'll do. I, I tend to order a lot of pizza during NBA DFS season. I mean, look at me, I'm quarantined, I'm 30 pounds overweight, but you know, you're trying to, you know, got stuff in the real world going on. Then you got to lock down, set some lineups, of course, right at seven o'clock. When do you have time to cook? When do you have time to do anything? I mean, I, I think the, all the pizza delivery guys here where I live, there's like five different places here in Kutztown, PA. They, they were, as soon as I call, they already know they're on their way. They, they know me by name and uh, probably have my card number written down for how much I order. But yeah, what's your go-to, you know, what, what's your go-to if you had gun to head, if you had to pick a chain pizza place and I, I don't like I don't, to go that route, but what do you go with? There is not, there is no chain pizza. I'm not a chain. I'm, I'm, I'm team Dean on this one. Um, local pizzerias. He, he likes to say, um, I mean, I, so I, I'm like kind of a pizza snob. If I, I mean, I don't, I can eat Domino's. <laughs> like I can eat it. I, I'm not, I guess I would say that it has improved. It's not great, but it has improved from where it used to be. Um, I guess that would be the one I, if I had to order one, I, I've got so many good places that I don't need to order Domino's ever. But if I did, uh, that would be the place. No, I'm with you, man. I'm a pizza snob too. Support your mom and pop pizza shops, especially right now with everything going on. It's crazy, crazy. Chris, we'll get out of here. Got a lot going on in the last couple of days. Thank you so much for joining me here on the morning grind. What's your Twitter handle so the people can give you a follow? At Kirk D's, K I R K D I E S E. Um, you can catch me at Roto Grinders doing Grinders live shows. Uh, you can find me pretty easily. Cool. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate your time. Thanks for sharing your pizza tips and some really good intel on the slate today. Also check out his uh, DFS Yahoo baseball article. A lot of stuff going on, Chris. Appreciate your time. For Chris Kirkwood, everybody here at Roto Grinders, I'm Justin Carlucci. Have a good day and good luck.